Welcome to the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals podcast with me, creative sales coach Leona Baker. You're passionate about the products you create, and I'm on a mission to help creative professionals become financially successful and have fun along the way. I teach practical tools to authentically market, joyfully sell, and get organized with time and money. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals. And this is another coaching episode, which I've really been enjoying. And today joining me live is another Joyful Selling member, Ella. And yeah, let's just dive in. Ella, what are we coaching on today? So I would like to talk about selling and particularly how to become more comfortable with selling and how to improve my skills in selling. Right. OK, so you're looking to do two things. You want to improve your selling skills and you want to become more comfortable with selling. So the first question that kind of comes up for me is kind of like, how do we improve anything in our lives? When you think about something that you're doing in your business or in your life how do you improve at it just keep doing it mostly that's the most important thing (laughs) yeah practice so kind of the first thing that came up for me was okay if I want to improve at something I practice it but it's the second part of your question that's really interesting because you want to become more comfortable with selling and I wonder if it's more about practicing your selling skills and being willing to feel uncomfortable. And I wonder when I phrase it like that, what comes up for you? Um, Yeah, I think that's quite fair. (laughs) I would say I kind of know what I should be doing, but um, it's kind of getting myself to actually do it and spend that time doing it consistently and doing it over and over again, especially when I feel like it's failed, whatever that means at the time. But yeah I suppose it's getting the in the mindset to persevere with it is the kind of maybe that's the barrier that I'm facing at the moment yeah it's so interesting though it's like okay so I know the things I should be doing but I'm not doing them because I'm telling myself I've failed and so that's probably why it's feeling uncomfortable because your internal dialogue is kind of telling you it's not working perhaps and so let's kind of unwind this a little bit when you say, I know what I should be doing, what are those things? Like, can we get really specific here? If we were like to look at the A line of your model and the C line is just selling strategy, what are those things that you either should be doing or if we can pose the question slightly differently, what are the things you want to be doing in your selling strategy? Um, So definitely more marketing, giving a lot more time to marketing and talking more specifically about my product and my marketing, Um, because I do a lot of different things. And some of those things I think I see as being more exciting to share uh, news about than maybe my products sometimes. So things like projects and commissions, that sort of work. And it's also easier for me to make content because I can video myself doing those kind of things. And it's a bit To me, it feels a bit more impressive to show that on social media, like I'm kind of creating a more 
more exciting content from it but maybe it's just easier for me to do it because I'm just I can just film my, what I'm doing anyway <laughs> um, that's probably part of it too <laughs> and I mean there's no problem with that is it because it's like I know that you have various revenue streams so you can mix it up in your marketing but if we go to this particular model then we can get even clearer on that C line and we can say then that it's the selling strategy for your products so rather than the selling strategy for the other areas, your commissions mm. and the other things that you do. So when we get more specific on that C line and it's about creating sales of your products, so selling strategy of products, and the first thing you're like, okay, well, I, I wanna I wanna talk about them more. And what might that look like, Ella? Um sharing stories behind them, just kind of creating content that's like sharing how you can use them um I suppose for me I kind of think like now it's made the thing's just there but there's like you know you can show lots of different all the all the reasons that it's so interesting perhaps it's just because by the point I've made it it's not quite so interesting to me anymore (laughs) because I've done the fun bit of (laughs) um but I've got to like find a way of working that creativity into the selling strategy as well and the marketing for it because that can be just as fun and I did used to find that just as fun it's just I've kind of created a bit of a mental block around it I think more recently yeah and I wonder I mean we can come up to your t-line because it's interesting you said how do I improve my selling skills and actually, we know that improving is just practicing them, right? And we went down to the A-line and you have a ton of ideas of how you can do this. You go, you know, you can share the story of the product. You can share how to use the product. You can talk about why it's interesting. So, you know, there's a ton of ideas there on your A-line. But the reason you're not doing it is because of the thoughts and the feelings that you're having about selling your products and at the beginning of our session that you said that there's some thoughts around failure around this isn't working or maybe that this isn't exciting like I wonder why you're not taking those selling actions because at the moment you're telling yourself you have to improve your selling skills and I wonder if it's just about doing the selling skills (laughs) I I don't know necessarily whether you have to improve them. I think it's that you have to do them. You have to follow through with them. Because what when you say I've had a block with doing them recently, what do you think that block is all about? Um, I suppose just feel yeah, feeling worried, scared about failure. Like I suppose I suppose also because. I've been running my business for quite a long time. Um, in the past, I was like, I know I can do it because I did do it in the past, and I ha- and I've created really good results from my selling. So obviously, I can do it. Um, I think uh, maybe my confidence with selling just kind of took a bit of a knock during the kind of start of the pandemic, when obviously everything was changing and very unstable. Um, and then coming out of lockdown and stuff, I started doing more different kinds of work. So then I kind of thought, oh, well, that's that's the kind of thing I'm making money from this now that's not really working anymore and then I just kind of thought oh it's not working that's just that doesn't work anymore um so I think that's kind of what I've been thinking about it yeah (laughs) your brain just decided that it didn't work anymore and there was a shiny new object and that's all good we do as our businesses grow we do develop We, we can develop 
different revenue streams that can feel more exciting, right? So you said, well, it's more exciting and easier to share about my commission work. And I guess because you're sharing about it, you're probably gaining more clients, right? So that's all (laughs) working in your brain. And at some point, your brain just decided that selling your products, your physical products didn't work anymore. And what if that was just not true? Yeah, I don't think it is true. (laughs) So how else can you think about it? Because you clearly know what to do. I think you just forgot. (laughs) Your brain just (laughs) forgot what to do. You're like, I've done this in the past. It worked in the past. But at some stage, I decided it wasn't working. And what if it's just about doing it again? But how are you going to encourage yourself to follow through with those actions? Um, I think if I can set myself kind of weekly actions to do towards it, then that will make I'm the kind of while I'm getting back into doing it again, if I just write myself a little kind of um <clears throat> actions guide to what I need to do, because I know what I need to do already. So if I write it down and it's just there, then I can't if I start thinking it's not going to work or it's I can't do it, then I can just look at that and see exactly what I need to do and just take one of those tasks and get on with it. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, asking yourself, like, why might this work? And the thing is, you you're in the position because you've run your business for a while. You're in the position where you do have evidence from the past of how it worked before. Now, your brain has a story about the pandemic. You're not alone with that. Many creative business owners, we have uh, thoughts about how the pandemic has affected our business and it may well have done. So it's not about saying whether it's right or it's wrong, but it's about saying, are my thoughts about the pandemic actually useful for me right now? Is the way I'm thinking about the pandemic and how that's affected my ability to sell my products, is that useful? And if not, what is a more productive way to think about how I can approach my selling? So one of them is you're like, I'm going to write an actions guide. I'm going to decide ahead of time. I know how to sell. I'm going to write myself a guide. I love that. I love using the model on the A-line as literally creating our own step-by-step processes. And then it's that thing, isn't it? It's like, well, then I just need to follow it. (laughs) And the thing is, we tell ourselves, I just need to follow it. We can still kind of witness ourselves not following it. And there will be some kind of thought still lingering that is creating a feeling for you where it doesn't fuel you to take that action. And I think it might be useful for us to to right now kind of really explore what thoughts could come up for you, say, over the next month. You've written your guide. You're telling yourself, I just need to do it. You might not be doing it. Why might that be? Um, I'm telling myself that it's still not going to work or that I just can't do it Um, or that like what I thought that I have quite often is that because my other work is profitable in a different way because it's more service-based that I should focus my efforts on that because I'm making more money Um, I suppose I suppose I make more money more short term in a way from that has quicker results because it's like do a big job get a big invoice for it whereas this is much more long a long-term process isn't it um 
So I think I need to keep reminding myself that it's that I can't compare them directly. They're just different things and that's okay. And I'm trying to achieve different things with these two revenue streams. They're not the exact thing. I can't say this one is failing because it doesn't look like this one because they're not comparable. Right. So you can you've identified ahead of time that you might have those very common thoughts that we all have as human beings when we're in self-preservation mode and we're telling ourselves, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. So those very common thoughts, which you can quite quickly go to the evidence of your actions guide. Well, actually, this is what I do. I've done it before. I can do it again. Right. So that's one thing. The second thing is going into comparison mode. And you've identified that it's not useful for you to compare your different revenue streams. And it's going to be really helpful for you to decide why your product revenue stream is important to you. What comes up for you when I say that? Um, so that I suppose. I like so I like having lots of different revenue streams and that's why I'm doing it because having something like my online shops that's a more kind of consistent uh income for me and then I have my jobs as well so it's kind of doing all of these different things is creating a really well-rounded business and income for myself so that's why I'm doing it and that's why they're that's why I'm doing different things and that's why they look different as well so it all kind of makes sense when I think about it like that yeah and what else what else is it about your product based revenue stream in particular what is it that lights you up why do you feel driven to really put those products out into the world ella um i really like making them i like sharing them with other people i love seeing people's really positive reactions to them um and i also like having the ability to offer different making my work accessible to people so having different kinds of uh price range products available so you know somebody might not necessarily be able to afford to commission a massive mural off me but they could I think I can still give them a piece of my work um so I really like doing that too I like having the connection with people through selling my products as well um yeah (laughs) yeah so here's the thing can you feel that this set of thoughts is so different yeah this is about selling yourself or reminding yourself why it is you want to create products. So when your brain wants to go to the place of comparing the revenue streams, you can redirect it to remind it, this is why we're, me and my brain, (laughs) this is why we're working on the product revenue stream. I love connecting with people this way. I love making my products available for people to purchase, right? All of that stuff. So Part of your homework then (laughs) is to write down all of the reasons, a big thought download, like really keep asking yourself, and what else? And what else? To really empty your brain and explore all of the ways that creating your products are important to you as a creative business owner and how you're serving your customers when you create products because this was something else I'm just noticing and this we all do this Ella like you're not alone is I'm noticing the brain is very focused on you and a really useful way to focus on selling when we want to improve our skills or in this case we just want to follow through with our selling actions is to actually think more about the customer than thinking about things like our revenue streams 
You know what I mean? How <laughs> I can imagine the brain just taking all this energy and time weighing up all the different revenue streams. And if you can catch yourself in the moment doing that, one tool you can use is you can just say to yourself, okay, I get that. Thank you, brain. But it's more useful for me right now to think about serving my customer. So I can go back to my actions guide and I can pick one of those today and go out into the world and make that happen. Hey, I'm just going to interrupt this episode real quick and tell you about the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals program. If you want to create consistent money from your products, please join us. Just head over to www.indyroller.com to enter your email address to find out more. Every Monday, I'll prepare you to join us by ensuring you're familiar with our process and tools, which you can start applying straight away. And when we next open our doors, I'll see you on the inside. And now let's get back to the episode. So let's look at this then. Let's look at the idea. Finally, we've got five more minutes. Let's look at this idea of comfort comfort versus discomfort. And as I started this session, I said, are you willing to continue to continue selling even when it feels uncomfortable? Because I truly believe that that unlocks so much for us as business owners when we're prepared to feel uncomfortable. So what what is your brain kind of offering you with uh, that theory, Ella? Yeah, I am. I suppose the discomfort that I feel towards selling that that's blocking me is thinking that um, if I'm not getting immediate results from doing that, I could be spending my time doing work on a different area of my business that could be making me more money or money more quickly. I think that's what I feel. But I need to just go back to what we were saying and like just catch myself and say, no, we're doing this. This is a different thing. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Also, I think there is a there's a grain of truth in that. In why are you not seeing immediate results? Like it's <laughs> like, you know, like your brain is wanting immediate results. OK, so yeah. if I put out a sales post and I don't create a result straight away, it's about asking why. So rather than taking it personally, i.e. deciding that we failed, we can't do it, we've got to improve our skills, we don't know what we're doing. So rather than going down that path, it's a really interesting question to say, okay, so I've got my actions guide, I'm taking my actions, I'm selling my products, I'm looking specifically at the results I'm creating. And if you're not satisfied with the results you're creating, you can ask yourself why, what else can I do to create a quicker result? I mean, it's an it's a it's an all right question, really. <laughs> yeah, it's more just about finding a more efficient way to be doing things and looking at it in like an evaluative way rather than saying like, oh, I just can't do it or I'm terrible or something. <laughs> yeah. So rather than like, you know, throwing your hands up and being like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I've got to improve my skills. I've got to feel more comfortable. I don't know what I'm doing here. Rather than saying that, how can you get curious? 
Like getting curious is so useful for a creative business owner. I bet you get curious when you're creating your art and your commissions and you're figuring out, you know, when you're getting into that detail of colors and patterns and all that type of stuff. It's the same with business. It's the same with selling. So getting curious as to why you might not be creating your desired result and tweaking something. So it could be as simple as playing around with the CTA at the call to action at the end of an email. It could be taking some different photos. It could be telling a different story. It could be oh, sharing more social proof, more reviews, more, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like allowing yourself to get curious and get in there to problem solve to create the result you want. Because there's no reason why your product revenue stream can't feel the way you want it to feel. But you have to just define that as well. So what results, if we go back to the model, if we go to the R line, being really clear with the result that you want to create in the product part of your business. And the most straightforward way you can do that is putting a revenue figure on it. So Okay, deciding ahead of time, I want to create X amount of revenue next month. You can do it on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, whatever works for you. So putting that on the R line and then coming up to the A line, what am I going to try this month? My actions guide. I absolutely love that. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, that's so good. <laughs> Write my actions guide, go up to my T and my F line. And what are you going to believe? What are you going to choose to think? about selling your products that is going to help you create that revenue? That was a question. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just a really, it's just a really nice way to end out this session is to decide what you're going to choose to believe about selling your products that is going to fuel you to take those actions to attempt to create that revenue result. Um, I think maybe one of the most important thoughts I could have about it is it's it's just different, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have to have such a high rev have as high a revenue goal as my other work does, and it needs its own goal. Your brain is still be- wanting to go to comparison. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's still <laughs> wanting to compare. <laughs> Oh, so annoying. We're not doing comparing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, um, Notice it. This is so useful for you to be aware of. Your brain is really wanting to compare here. So what this shows me as your coach is this is a really well-worn neural pathway. This is a story that you might have really spent a lot of time in. You're deep in the weeds of this story, wanting to compare your revenue streams, and it's just not useful for you. Yeah. And so part of your work going forward is really catching yourself in comparison of your revenue streams and directing your brain to the why of your products and not because you're comparing them. When you went, when the first <laughs> why you offered was still in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) So what thought is going to be more productive for you to focus on your product range for you and in service to your customers? 
I want to continue with my products because it's something that brings me and other people joy. And I want to keep sharing that with other people. Yeah. I like doing it. (laughs) I like doing it. That's (laughs) it. You get to decide. Remember, you're the founder of your own business. You get to decide what your revenue streams are. But all the time you're staying in confusion by comparing your your revenue streams, you're not problem solving how to sell. You're not really getting into the selling strategy that works for your product range. You're, it's like your brain is being directed to the wrong part. It's just not useful for no. you. Because it's like I'm blocking myself before I get to do it. It's just, as yeah, soon as it I just start wants to go to, on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm going to leave you with then. This is the thing to really notice the comparison and how it's not useful. Do your thought download on all the reasons why your product range is important to you. And it also can be as simple as I like them. I want to do them, right? It can be as simple as that, but I think really getting clear on your why is going to be useful. And then doing your actions guide, deciding the revenue you want to create in your product revenue stream, and then putting this model to the test in the coming month and evaluating at the end of the month. And because Ella, I'm just talking to um, everyone listening now, because Ella is in Joyful Selling, I'm just going to suggest now, Ella, that you bring that evaluation to ask a coach at the end of the month. You can also bring your actions guide to ask a coach as well. But I think you've got that. I think (laughs) the selling is a problem. I think you're blocked with the comparison. And so it's as simple as deciding that comparison isn't useful. Okay, all good. Yeah, definitely. That was so helpful. Thank you. Kind of (laughs) mind-blowing. You are so welcome. Thank you for listening along, everyone. It has been so much fun coaching on the podcast. And I'm probably going to do it again at some point. But until then, I am going to offer a free group coaching session to my email list at the end of November. So if you're not in the list, jump on the list, go to IndieRoller.com. My little pop-up will pop up, pop your email in there and come along to witness what live group coaching looks like. And you can also raise your hand if you'd like to be coached by me. So thank you very much, Ella. Thank you for joining us. And I will see you again next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. To make the most of your time here with me on the podcast, please download the Joyful Selling Playbook, which helps you to apply the strategies to what you're working on right now. Go to www.indyroller.com and enter your email address to receive the playbook directly to your inbox. I'll see you next week.